I will reaffirm my commitment over and over and over again as many times as it takes. Nothing is more important to me than my transformation. I agree to graciously accept success, love, health, prosperity, and overall well-being for the greater good of all concerned. Mic drop. This is your Kick-Ass Life Podcast, episode number 376 with guest Sam Bennett. This is the Your Kick-Ass Life Podcast with Andrea Owen, a no BS guide to self-help and badassery. Because ladies, let's face it, life's too short for it to not kick ass. And here's your host, the girl who serves it up straight with a side of crazy, Andrea Owen. Hey there, ass kickers. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. I am so glad that you are here. I have one of my favorite people back on the show today, so we're going to get to that in just a minute. I am thinking of all of the people out there who really struggled over the last couple of weeks with the winter storms that we're getting here in the U.S. I know Texas had it really rough, parts of the Northeast and in the South where I am, we get ice storms out here, which do a lot more damage than the little bit of snow that we get. And we were without power for two and a half days, which is the longest we've ever gone with no power. And because I live out in the sticks, I mean, not really, but it feels like it is sometimes, we are on a well system and we need electricity to power the pump that brings the water into our house. So we also had no running water. So it was an adventure. It was very Little House on the Prairie. We played lots of board games. My husband, myself, my two kids. We we luckily we had a fireplace that is um run by gas. So we just all huddled around the fireplace in the living room. The dog was very happy that we were there and played lots of board games and lit candles and just made the best of it. But I know it's just been so widespread, and I'm I'm thinking of all of you during this already difficult time. I also wanted to let you know that some of you may have already seen the email that went out. And if you are someone who works for a company or you own a company (laughs) where you bring in speakers or trainers, I might be the woman for you. The thing that I speak the most on and train on is what I like to call unshakable confidence. So I have a confidence formula that I can bring to your company. It's all about speaking up. It's about maximizing confidence. It's about mastering resilience, which we all could use. So if that might be something that is a fit for you, DM me on Instagram. I'm back over there. And or send us an email support at your or kickasslife.com. Yes, things are still largely virtual at this point, which I have been running programs virtually for years, but hopefully we can book some things towards the end of the year where I can be in person with you and or your company, speak up on stage or train your people. If you want to see a little bit more about my keynotes and what exactly it is that I speak on and train on, head over to yourkickasslife.com forward slash speaking. 
All right, Samantha Bennett is back on the show. I am so excited to introduce her to you, to reintroduce her to you, because some of you might remember the show that she was on several months ago, and that link, of course, is in the show notes. But let me tell you a little bit about her. Samantha Bennett is a writer, speaker, actor, and creativity productivity specialist, as well as the author of the best-selling books, Get It Done and Start Right Where You Are. Sam is the creator of The Organized Artist company where she helps creative individuals get unstuck and move forward with their goals. She is such a joy and gives the best advice when I need to hear it. So without further ado, here is Sam. Samantha Bennett, my most conceited favorite friend, is back on the show. I'm here, Owen. I am conceited because I'm friends with you. <laughs> <laughs> I I remember our last episode that we that we did. That was your first time on the show. And I was thinking about you this morning in that last episode. And I thought to myself, I hope we just didn't spend the whole time giggling because that's so annoying when you're listening to a podcast and and the host and her guest are just giggling. And I don't know. I always feel like I'm not in on this inside joke. So I'm going to try to keep my my giggles to a minimum. Excellent. I will also put on my serious talking voice. <laughs> I can't promise anything because being around you is always such, such a delight. But we have some important topics to talk about. Indeed. I want to talk to you about, because you are an amazing artist. You are a writer. You are a poet. Um, an actress. You just are just the talent just never ends with <laughs> Sammy Bennett. And I want to talk about some of the the pieces of writing that you've done because I love so many of them, but I've condensed the list down to a few. And and we're, today's episode is going to be kind of just a mashup, if you will, maybe a greatest hits, according to Andrea, and just important personal development topics. So are you ready? Yeah, let's dive in. Okay. Okay. One of the posts that you wrote that I love is titled disappointments and remembering that nothing bad is happening. And I I asked you before the show, did you write this pre COVID with that title? (laughs) I mean, I did, I did, but, um, (laughs) and, and I want to be clear that when I say nothing bad is happening, I don't mean Love and light. Yeah, love and light, <laughs> that everything's happening the way you want it to happen, or or that even, you know, that the tragic things aren't happening because they are all the time. Yeah. The the important thing with with any kind of disappointment or anytime things aren't going your way, um, of course we're gonna have the ego flare up. Of course we're gonna have this, why is this happening to me? You know. Um, but to take a slightly broader view and so for me, this this phrase, nothing bad is happening. Sometimes it's just so shocking. It sort of wakes me up a little bit. Like, really? Yeah. When you use it sort of like as a as a mantra yeah. or affirmation. Yeah, it sort of wakes mm-hmm. me up like, wow, is, could that really be true? And it reminds me that I do, in fact, have a spiritual belief that says we live in a benevolent universe, right? Mm-hmm. That love is, in fact, all there is. So that's grounding for me. Like, okay, right? And then I think okay, so if nothing bad is happening, what is happening? Is something heartbreaking happening? Is something terrifying happening? Is something odd happening? Is something that's just not going the way I thought it should go happening? You know, what? get a little more specific in my language. Like, what actually is happening? And then how am I being called forward to grow? How am I being called forward to be 
a better person, a braver person, a better boss, a better communicator, a better woman, a better citizen, a more tender, fragile person? You know, am I being asked to, to in some ways be weaker? Like, where is, where is the invitation here? To be more vulnerable? So that's what I mean when I say nothing bad is happening. It doesn't mean that everything's going your way because it's clearly not. <laughs> or that you should pretend that hard things, you know, tr- try to turn them into a positive. Right, right. No, that spiritual bypassing shit makes me crazy. Um, mm-hmm. I hate it when people go like, everything happens for a reason. I'm like, I no. Actually, it doesn't. it doesn't. I changed my mind on that one a few years ago. Yeah, yeah. no. What I can tell you is that everything happens. And right. I can tell you we get to decide what the reason is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If there is one, sometimes it's just a shitty situation. Sometimes shit just happens. Yeah. One of the parts that I like about this piece of writing is that you talk about disappointment, specifically about disappointing ourselves when we let ourselves down. And I I see that happen a lot with my listeners, maybe not a lot, but it it happens where, especially the type of people who self-sabotage, the people who... Uh, their pattern is kind of fits and spurts with their their work. They they quote unquote fall off the wagon mm-hmm. a decent amount, which I'm kind of like, um, that's what we're all doing. And the people <laughs> the people who are telling you that they're consistent all the time, I don't trust they're them. Lying. I don't trust them. So, totally yeah, talk to us right about there. like <laughs> self disappointment. Yes, yes, please. Yeah. So first of all, I yeah, I also, you know, I work mostly with uh, highly creative people, right? Who, you know, have a lot of talents and skills are good at a lot of things. Um, I have a zillion ideas all the time and are also generally very, very hard on themselves, just like your audience, very, very hard on themselves. And yeah, this idea that, that life is just this, you know, ladder that we climb a mountain that we climb and we're always getting better and everything's are always getting, you know, we're always rising to some new level. Again, not true. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. a lot more like mm-hmm. a gyre. It's a lot more like circles. And, and to be, to learn to have self-compassion, I think is maybe the most important key in, in reparenting yourself. You know, our, our job as, as grownups is to reparent ourselves. Some of us had, you know, not exactly members of the happy childhood club. You know, our parents did the best they could and, Sometimes their best was really shitty. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sometimes my best is really shitty. You know, everybody's doing the best they can. And sometimes your best is really shitty. But to give yourself a little grace around that, remember that disappointment is just taking score too soon. And greet your mistakes and your failures with some level of grace you know, we, so many of us got yelled at or punished or teased or, you know, had, or just imagined horrible things, ignored, ignored mm-hmm. that horrible things would happen if we failed at anything ever. And that's just not really how the world is. You're allowed to try and fail and try again and keep going. And I guarantee you, and, and th- this kind of, we might have even talked about this last time because it kind of bugs me when People are like, oh, well, it must have been easy for Andrea to write a book. Oh, it must have been easy for Sam to write a book. Oh, it must have been easy for them to grow businesses. It's like, no, it hasn't been easy at all. 
In some in some ways, I I, I want to point out like yes, I, I I have access to resources and yes, you know, as being a, a white <laughs> middle class straight woman, yes, and it, it wasn't easy, right? And it's this whatever it is you think you're seeing when you look at people that you admire. I guarantee you, backstage it's a mess. Mm-hmm. Yes, and the, and they're also consumed with self doubt, and they also aren't really sure what they're doing, and they're also pretty sure that they're the imposter police are going to come around and go, "Who do you think you are?" <laughs> yes, and you've you've handled some of my tear filled messages of self doubt and. Um, you know, getting getting some rough feedback <laughs> on my writing from important people that matter. Yeah, and it's yeah behind the scenes. Well, and that's and that's really where the strength building comes, right? The, there's a great quote by um, Leland Val Vanderwall. Leland Val Vanderwall was one of those personal development guys from the 20s, and he said, "I'm paraphrasing slightly, but it's something like the amount of success that a person can experience." is in direct proportion to the amount of truth that they can stand to hear about themselves without running away. Oof. <laughs> and it's true. I hate that that's true. I know, but it's true. You know, when you're, you know, when your sweetheart says, you know, darling, we have to talk, this relationship isn't going right. Or, you know, your boss says, Hey, what's up? Or, you know, somebody says, look, this needs to be revised. You know, if the more you can, again, reduce your reactivity, nothing bad is happening. <laughs> Consciousness mm-hmm. reduces reactivity. So, you know, okay, awareness, I'm being criticized. I feel like the world is ending because <laughs> I want to please everybody all yep. the time. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm just going to stand here and sort of take it. And then you grow past it. You're like, okay, well, how can we make this better? You're right. I don't, I haven't been listening as much as I should. I haven't been paying as much attention to you. I have been abrupt. I have, this could be better. You know, and then that's where we really get to grow. That's that's what really separates the women from the girls, if you're asking me. Yeah, it's it's it, and I just want to sort of acknowledge what it feels like, because this is my experience when I get feedback that is painful to hear, whether it's from my agent or my editor or my best friend, it I get tunnel vision and that my friends is shame. Mm -hmm. So it's, it, we feel so like there's a spotlight on us, you know, and, and we're out there in the arena or the circus and, you know, and everybody's laughing, including all the elephants. I I hate the circus metaphor. Like, by the way, (laughs) I don't like circuses, but it just, it feels so lonely and like, we're the only ones and you can feel a combination of humiliation and shame and embarrassment and anger. And I just want to acknowledge that that's, that's how it works. It's <laughs> the typical experience from what I hear from other people and, and my own experience. And then we, and then it's okay. Like you said, like nothing bad is happening, but we, in those moments we can feel like everything bad is happening. I think it's interesting too, just to go back to where we started. We were talking about disappointing ourselves. And, and one of the things that raced through my head when I was thinking about how to answer is, you know, one of the ways in which we disappoint ourselves is we have this perfect version in our head, right? We have the perfect version of the dinner party, the perfect version of us, the perfect version of whatever. And we forget that the rest of the world can't see that. So we're always like, oh, this isn't very good. Oh, this isn't as good as it should be. And then we're really surprised when other people are like, wow, that's great. And you're like, eh, it's not as good as that perfect version of my head though, right? Yeah. So, 
And it's funny that we're willing to give ourselves a really hard time about that. But then in real life, when somebody actually says, hey, this isn't as good as it could be, we're like, what? <laughs> How could you? <laughs> yes. Yeah. How could you point that out? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For sure. I, I want to actually circle back to something that you had said that I would love for you to, to say a little bit more about and maybe give some examples of how people can do this for themselves. And it's the, the reparenting mm-hmm. yourself. Um, I, I mean, we could probably dedicate a whole, <laughs> a whole show to that, but what, what are some things that you have found are helpful in, in that exercise? A lot of times where it needs to start with people is, is just around basic needs. Are, are you fed? Mm-hmm. Are you rested? Are you cuddled? Are you meditated? Are you walked? You know, are you creatively fulfilled? Just that, you know, this is what good parents do, right? Sometimes good parents have to be very firm with you and say, sweetheart, it is time for bed. Mm -hmm. Or honey, you are going to sit in that chair until this chapter is done. End of story, right? Other times, really good parents are endlessly forgiving and say, sweetheart, no, it's, let's go for a walk. Let's get an ice cream. Let's, let's do something fun. Let's get you out of here. You know, again, not all of us had that modeled for us as kids, but we can do it for ourselves. And this idea of treating yourself like you're a very bright nine-year-old, which I cringe to tell you how much my inner nine-year-old runs the show. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> my inner nine-year-old is in charge of most things. Um, yeah. Uh, and, and all of ours are that, you know, that to really develop that, that inner voice that is a hundred percent on our side, you know, will never abandon us, always loves us, always looks at us with a kind eyes and loving eyes and just wants what's best for us. And, and you can do that for yourself. I love <laughs> I think so many times we forget about the basics. What is that acronym like stop or something or halt? Hungry, angry, H-A-L-T. Hungry, angry, lonely, tired. And there's actually, I put a fourth T or a a second T on it um, Mm -hmm. because I heard Tony Robbins interviewed one time and and they asked, I think it was Tim Ferriss. And he said, do you have any advice for getting over disappointment? And Tony Robbins said, drink more water. Wow. That's such good advice. Did he mishear the question? I don't know. That is such good advice. So now I think it's hungry, angry, lonely, tired, thirsty. Mm-hmm. If you are any of those yes. things, then like deal with your animal needs first, because it's amazing how much better mm-hmm. things look after you've had a sandwich. It reminds me, and maybe this is kind of like one level past that and how people, you know, I might talk to somebody who's feeling unfulfilled and, you know, I, I'll be asking questions about that might point to depression. And, and and many times it's not that, but what's happening is that they're not doing anything in their life to honor their values, Ugh. like their, their basic personal values. And they might not even know what they are. And I ask myself that too. Like if I'm feeling unwell in whatever way, mentally, emotionally, then, you know, like, have I done anything that, that really honors who I am to my core as a person? You know, I have um, a way of doing my to-do list, but first of all, I call it a could-do list because to-do is too much pressure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. I didn't know that about it's you. <laughs> you call your to-do list a could-do uh-huh. list? I love that so much. It's like, possibly. <laughs> exactly. It's like, 
I could do laundry. I could walk around in dirty clothes. I have choices. I'm an adult. That might change someone's life right there. Right. But it also lets me put down mm-hmm. things that I would never in a zillion years do, but it could sort of opens up some possibilities. Like I could, you know, I live not too far from where Oprah lives. It's like, I could drive by Oprah's house and give her a copy of my book. No, I'm not uh-huh. going to. I think security would probably have a few words to say to me about that, but just leave it outside the just gate. Leave it outside the gate. But that makes me think, oh, wait, but are there other people that I could give a copy of my book to? that aren't open, like, okay. oh, like could, yes, could do. So I write down what the thing is. And this is my whole, this is my whole little productivity strategy. So I write down what the thing is and I try to give it a new name too. Cause a lot of times we don't do things cause we make them sound like homework, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, clean the house sounds horrible. Make a welcoming, right. welcoming environment so I can have people I love over. Yeah. Call your accountant. Ugh. But attend to my wealth, my wealth dynasty. Right. You know? <laughs> like, exactly. Nurture my piles of gold. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so rename it. Um, and then I write down how much time I think it's going to take. And then how much money in or out is involved. And then this last category, and this is where I thought of it, is inclination. On a scale of one to 10, how much do I actually want to do this thing? And I started doing that years ago and I separated from my first husband. I love all my husbands. (laughs) But I had spent so many years trying to be a good wifey to him that I had completely lost the voice inside of me that said, I want this. Okay. Right. So I was trying to cultivate. So that's where I started doing this. I was like, okay, just if I didn't have to answer to anybody, how much do I actually want to do this? It's really refreshing to just go like, oh, wow, that's like a nine or a 10. Like, wow, I really want to attend to my wealth dynasty. That really does matter to me. That, uh, that's, that's high on the list. That's interesting. Okay, so the, so the inclination column is, it, it tells you, are you doing this for you or are you doing it for someone else? Because some, some of the things on the list are going to be not for you. Well, and that's, that are necessary. and that's important too, to acknowledge like, okay, there's some things that I'm just never going to actually want to do. Right. I have okay. no inclination to prep my taxes. Zero. Mm-hmm. Great. Mm-hmm. So again, I'm not going to wait for some magical day when my inner nine-year-old is like, yay, let's do the taxes. Cause that day is not coming. So right. now how do I give myself an incentive to do it without inclination? Oh, I could bribe uh-huh. myself with some new right. shoes. <laughs> yeah. And the knowledge that you might go to jail if you don't and do the it or have to pay like massive penalties. That's exactly know. right. I can think about the mm-hmm. consequences of not doing it and say, all right, I'm again, I'm going to make the choice. Other times, honestly, Andrea, I'll make this list and my everything on the inclination is like two, one, two, three, two, one. And I'm like, oh. Yeah. So what do you do on those days? I realize I'm not lazy. I'm exhausted. So that's time. That means my greatest productivity strategy at that point is to take a nap. I was going to say, like, do you just go back to bed? (laughs) I do. I take a book, I take a novel (laughs) and I make a bowl of popcorn and I go back to bed. (laughs) And then do you, and then you do it later and feel better after the nap? I'm telling you what, yes, exactly. Okay. Okay. And sometimes sometimes it takes a whole day or a couple, you know, even two two mm -hmm. or three days. Not usually more than two days. I, if, if I'm laying around for more than two days, then there's actually probably something else happened. Like I'm unwell yeah. in some way. Um, and, you know, I live with depression and anxiety and 
So this question of, of, of want and desire, like that's, it's critical for me because it's not, that voice isn't always there. Right. The motivation. Mm-hmm. I love how you organize that. So is this part of like, let's talk about your, your planner because I love your handy dandy planner. And is this something, tell us about that. And is this something that goes in your planner? Yeah. Yeah. So I created the planner cause it's these principles that I laid out in the and get it done. And I would teach them in my get it done workshop. And then, so get it done is your first or second, it's the book? first book. It's, it's the flagship, the first yeah. one. Okay. And I was always like, well, you can just do this on a plain piece of paper. You know, you don't need a worksheet for it. And, but then people were like, no, no, we, we like it when it's laid out. So we made a planner. So every day you get the could do list where room for, you know, the thing, the time and the time is so important. Cause like, how about revise my manuscript? Well, God only knows how much long that's going to take, yes. right? Revise chapter one, okay, two hours, you know, like right. if you cannot mm-hmm. put a time to something, then your project is too big. Plan Andrea's birthday party. Yes. <laughs> Plan Andrea's birthday party. That's too much. That's too many things. Call the cake to make sure they've got Andrea's favorite kind of cake. Call the bakery. Mm-hmm. 15 minutes that I can do, right? So, mm-hmm. and for those of you who chronically underestimate how long things take... <laughs> This can be a really helpful strategy. Those are kind of like, oh, yes. wow, I constantly think that something's going to take me half an hour and it always takes me 45 minutes. No wonder I'm And that other things are going to come up inevitably that aren't on your list. It- I like to put those there just so I can have the satisfaction of crossing. Oh, hundred percent. I tell clients that all the time about, about breaking things down. I had a client who recently, she left her nine to five job and started a consulting practice and she had on her to-do list make new website. Oh my God. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and it kept getting moved over day after day. And she's like, I don't know why I'm procrastinating on that. I'm like, oh my God. Because your project break that puppy down. Yes. Smaller bite-sized pieces. I've been doing the same thing. It's I that's why I was I was kind of snickering and laughing over here because I've had on my to-do list for a few months about um, making the workbook for my new book that's coming mm. out. And I and as I was writing the book, I kept thinking to myself, I should be I should be side by side doing the workbook as I'm going. It's going to make my life so much easier. And I didn't do it, so now I have to go back through the, each chapter and pull questions out and make this free workbook that we're going to do as a giveaway. And that's exactly what I did this morning. Is I put chapter one, mm-hmm. <laughs> just do chapter one. Mm-hmm. That's going it, to it, it's going to to comb through. It's going to take me several hours to do each chapter, but it's so much more doable. Yeah, yeah. Chunk it out. Also, it's good noticing, you know, sometimes when you do have things that like, wow, I keep putting this on my list and I keep, it it keeps like rolls over every day. Well, this is a really interesting question then. Do you actually want to do this thing? Could somebody else do it? Do you, do you have to be the one to do it? Because somebody else could make that workbook, honey. That's true. Yeah. (laughs) You say that. That is true. (laughs) I do have the time though. Well, and I, I don't think that you're telling us as, as, as amazing as this planner actually is, because this isn't just any planner. And I think, I think my listeners love a good planner. So, so tell us a little bit more about it. Like, why does everyone need to get it? Yeah. So it's designed because here's the problem, right? You've got your notebooks, you know, I use, I like composition books too, right? You've got your journals, you've got mm-hmm. your notebooks, you've got your day planner, you've got your Google calendar, you've got all the things going on and they're all in different places and it makes you feel like your head's exploding. So this is a planner for your real life. And it's a big planner for people with big lives. So you can have everything all in one place. Because journals and stuff are great for recording, but they're terrible for retrieval, mm-hmm. right? We've all got a big stack of notebooks with a zillion great ideas in them, but I don't, God only knows where. I mean, I'm not going to go back there and look. 
Uh, I have notebooks and post-its. And post-its, right. Yeah. But if, well, they're different colors. But if, you know, <laughs> but if it's in the book where everything else is too, and it's tied to a date, you are much more likely right. to be able to find it again. So mm-hmm. um, so every day you get the could-do list, and then every day you get a whole big piece of paper to write down your schedule the way you want to do it. Because it makes me crazy in, in calendars where they're like, okay, 8 to 9, 9 to 10, 10 to 11. I'm like, hey, this morning, 8 to 9 has a lot going on. Like, <laughs> you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. I need more than one line for eight to nine. And what about after 11 PM? Sometimes I get up at three in the morning and write, you know, so there's room to doodle. There's room to like, I will often put in a big, take out one of my big markers and write lunch in the middle of the day because it's easy for me to skip lunch. And then at four, right. I'm a wreck. So like, right. That's important to me. Right. Tending to my basic animal needs, being a good parent to myself, lunch, Mm-hmm. And I'll even write down like what I'm going to have or what book I'm going to read while, I, while I'm having lunch and make it sort of a date with myself. And that's the name of it, the real life planner. Mm-hmm. And I, I love that you've thought of things that other planners haven't thought of. And I also am like, you get up at three in the morning and write. Like, <laughs> I'm kind of, I'm impressed. <laughs> like, and I know you're not doing it to like be an overachiever. It's just how, how you work sometimes. It's, it's when the, it's, it's, it's not that I wake up. It's not that I try to wake up at three in the morning to write. It's sometimes the writing wakes me up at three in the morning. And I like working at three in the morning. It's very quiet. (laughs) It is very quiet. No one's going to bug you. And that link will be in the show notes to to Sam's Real Life Planner. Y'all can actually get the free seven day. You can try it. Get the seven day downloadable version. And you can just try it for seven days and see if it vibes because there's some weekly check-ins too. Because that's another thing is we don't notice our own progress. And so every week there's ways to check in with yourself about what have you learned and what's different and what is your inner critic saying and what do you actually know to be true and and what do you want to try and do next week yeah. and some ways to sort of manage the emotional stuff too so it's it's mm-hmm. it's fun people really seem to love it i'm Perfect. excited yeah where's the where's the free 7 day download is that easy for people to find online yeah if you go to therealsambennett.com forward slash real dash life dash planner so it's the real sambennett.com forward slash real dash life dash planner. And Bennett is with two N's and two T's. It is. The second T is silent. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm interrupting this conversation to bring you a few words from one of our sponsors. Personally, I love a good, beautiful, classic jewelry design. That's why I'm currently obsessed with Ana Luisa's gorgeous pieces. I recently ordered their gold double hoop earrings and I wear them every day. So a few of the many reasons I love their jewelry, they have exceptional quality, long-lasting pieces crafted with care from the best metals. And if you have sensitive skin and ears like me, you'll appreciate that. They offer a 365-day warranty to replace or refund any piece that doesn't meet your expectations. They have fair prices, jewelry starting at just $39. And they're carbon neutral. They offset 100% of their carbon emissions, starting with the sourcing of their raw materials all the way to the disposal of their pieces. Go to analuisa.com slash kickass. That's A-N-A-L-U-I-S-A dot com slash kickass. Treat yourself and your loved ones with a unique gift and use my code kickass to get 
10% off. I absolutely recommend them. They are a great brand making beautiful, sustainable jewelry. So go check out A-N-A-L-U-I-S-A dot com slash kickass and make sure you use code kickass to get 10% off your entire purchase. And thank you for supporting our sponsors because that in turn supports this show. And now back to the conversation. I want to shift gears a little bit and talk about something that I, I love to talk about. And, and we have we have discussed it here on the show before, but I, I definitely think it's worth repeating. And it's a, another piece of writing that you have where you said, nothing is more important than what? Nothing is more important than my transformation. Yeah. This is a phrase, I think I got this from a coach I was working with. I don't think I invented that particular part of it, but it blew my mind. Nothing Mm -hmm. is more important than my transformation. So what does that mean? That means my old stories are not more important than my transformation. The fact that my neighbor wants me to do something, you know, that I told my friend I would do a thing that I don't want to do is not more important than my transformation. Other people's expectations of me are not more important than my transformation. The end goal, the end goal is not more important. Yes. I focus a lot on that. (laughs) The end goal. The end goal, Yeah. Because this is what we do, right? We say we want things and then we immediately bargain ourselves out of it. So to understand that that you are here to be the best version of you you can be, to explore the you-ness of you. I have to admit, I get a little impatient with people and they're like, I just don't know what my life purpose is. I'm like, your life purpose is to live your life. Is the journey. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's the whole banana. That's what I tell people too. <laughs> That's it. There's, there's- People get hot and bothered about that question. And it, and it makes sense though. It's like, we're human beings. We want to know that our life matters. Well, exactly. So find the meaning in the living. So I, when, I, when people work with me, when they sign up for a course, one of the things they get is this, this commitments poster. And it's actually for sale in the shop. If you go to the Real Sam Bennett shop, you'll see it there. Here it is. This, is. this is what I ask of people, right? I can do it. I will do it. With infinite compassion for myself and others, I will not stop until I get the result I want. I will reaffirm my commitment over and over and over again as many times as it takes. Nothing is more important to me than my transformation. I agree to graciously accept success, love, health, prosperity, and overall well-being for the greater good of all concerned. Mic drop. I could listen to Sam read poetry all day, every day. So could you be on standby for Absolutely. that? Absolutely. I'm available <laughs> anytime. Anytime. I'll, I'll, keep, I'll keep my book. Available for parties and bar mitzvahs. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> I love that. I love a good motivational poster. Did you know I got made fun of? And in my 20s, I had this job at a department store where I, I dressed mannequins and windows for a living. And yes, it was as fun as it That's sounds. Awesome. But I, there was one of those posters, what were they called? I think they were popular in the nineties where it was like, it was like a picture of a, um, it was a picture of like a, a jet or something. And then it said determination at the bottom. Accessories. Yes. Accessories. There was like a, there were stores in the mall. Right. With like, and like <laughs> eagles and lions and things. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I loved them. And I mean, I think that was, you know, the universe screaming at me of of what was in my future profession. But my coworkers made fun of me. Uh (laughs) Like, those are so cheesy. (laughs) Like, you guys just don't understand. 
<laughs> and it seems to me that there was actually a satirical version that was like, reach for the middle. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> about lowering expectations yes yeah, accessories i haven't heard that word in such a long time thought of that word, that word in years successor i still see them every once in a while in like a like an old tv show rerun mm. like in the background i think there might be one floating around in, in an old rerun of the office somewhere. I'm sure. yeah. but i love those i love those okay let's let's i got one more question for you one more topic i want to talk about and that is about um another piece of writing you did the only the one thing that determines the quality of your life yeah the one thing okay so answer this for yourselves listeners <laughs> let me invite you into this conversation what do you think it is because i'm here to tell you it's your relationships mm-hmm. it's your relationship with yourself but it's your relationship with other people we are tribal animals We are designed and built and specifically made to live in a group. Yeah. To be social. To be social. We cannot live alone. We, we know this, we, we, we will die if we are alone. So we're very interested in other people. And whenever I hear people say like, Oh, I'm such a people pleaser. I'm like, well, that yes, you're supposed to be. That's right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) It's not good if you do it. Chronically. To the degree that you're compromising yourself, but you should want to please other people, at least. And you can please them by being sarcastic and mean. I mean, it. <laughs> if those are your people, I guess. Those are your people, right? David Letterman said three or four careers being sarcastic. <laughs> like, we love mm-hmm. that. Um, so it's not like you have to be all nicey, schmicey all the time. But the quality of your relationships and and really that old successory about go, don't stay where you're tolerated, go where you're celebrated. Oh, I like, I don't know if I've heard that what? one. Don't go where you're tolerated, go where you're celebrated. Yeah. In other words, find new friends. If your friends are shitty. find new friends, if your friends are shitty, find new bosses. Yeah. If your bosses are shitty, like find where you feel loved and appreciated and noticed and cared for and where you are hanging out with people that you love and respect and think are cool. You know, I am so consistently flattered by the existence of my friends. I'm like, really? You like me? <laughs> That's amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and and you want people who are going to inspire you and cause you to think new thoughts and and grow in, in new ways and 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 appreciate the things that you may not even notice about yourself. I want that for everyone. I truly do. Every person listening to this show, I want that for everyone. And I want to throw out a quick piece of advice here that might seem a little kooky, but I think it works. And it's definitely going to be out of some people's comfort zone. So my friend, um, she moved to a new state and she wanted to make friends. And she was... She'd you know had enough experience. It was the first time she'd ever left her home state, but she had heard from enough of her other friends like how it can be difficult to make friends as an adult. Mm-hmm. And so she put out basically like a want ad. I think it was on, she put it on like the next door oh. app and I, and she posted it on Facebook and she, and it was kind of like a personal ad. Like she's child-free by choice. So she preferred friends that also mm-hmm. were, she told them her, her political views, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, just giving you a heads up. Here's what I believe. And she kind of bragged about herself a little bit. You know, I, I like personal development. I'm, I'm very self-aware. I love deep conversations and, and, you know, vulnerability. And she was super transparent about it and she got some response and she made a couple of friends. That's so great. I know. And I'm like, that is such a great, and it's kind of a no brainer. It's like, of course you would, 
but I, and I understand that's way out of people's comfort zones, but I'm like, why not? No, you know, my- the people that judge you and think you're kooky are, are in many ways, just themselves jealous. I'm going to say that they can't be that brave themselves. Totally. And you know, my friend Shasta Nelson, and if you haven't had Shasta on the show, you have I've had her on like three times. She's a, she's a miracle. Yes. And she, her work on friendship is absolutely game changing. And it's Mm -hmm. the minute she starts talking, you're like, this is shocking that we don't talk more about friendship. Exactly. How has this been so neglected for so long? Um, And I also want to say, I think sometimes, you know, you hear that thing about, Oh, you're the average of the people you five people you spend the most time with. Um, I forget the management guy who came up with that. Jim. It's Jim Rohn. Yeah. I, I agree with that. And I also think it's shitty and just totally cloaked in privilege. Mm. Just let's just say that out yeah. loud. Like <laughs> it's it's great for people who have access to rooms where they can be around these amazing people. It's 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 not for everyone. Right. And I and I also think that sometimes we hear that and we think like, well, so what? I'm supposed to dump my old friends. Right. And, mm-hmm. and what I what I have found in my own life is that as I grow and transform, I, I don't hardly ever have to dump anybody. People naturally phase out. You know, and this is actually something I learned from Shasta. We replace like 50% of our friends every seven years. That's just a natural evolution, right? In the same way, like you know, you get new shoes. Like, it's okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And like you shed skin cells. I didn't know there was an actual like research and stat on it. Of course, Shasta would yeah. know. And I know now that I do like a quick inventory, that is true. And sometimes friends come in and out of your life. Right. Exactly. They'll go away for a while and then they'll come back, which is delightful. Um, mm-hmm. And I, you know, I had it a couple of years ago. I had uh, a person I'd been friends with since college and it had always been a difficult friendship. She was always a, a kind of a difficult person to love sometimes. And then there was a sort of an incident and I was like, I think we're done. And I had to break up with her and it was terrible. It was, it was as bad as any of my divorces. Um, and I still love her very much, but I was like, well, I think what actually happened is I changed what I needed out of the relationship that for many years, me just being really helpful to her was sufficient mm-hmm. that, that was satisfying to me and eventually until it, until wasn't. it wasn't eventually i was like wait a minute mm-hmm. i'm not getting anything out of this except for the satisfaction of i'll help you know my little girl scoutness and um yeah and we we i i had to break up with her and it was heartbreaking but the minute i did it i started to notice the other friends in my life and how they were stepping up and showing up for me in ways that I never in a million years could have anticipated. Interesting. And I don't know if they were doing that all along and I just wasn't noticing it, you know, and that starting to think about what does friendship actually mean to me and what do I actually want and need from a friendship? Um, or if getting rid of that relationship made a little more space for mm-hmm. people um, to show up. But I, I yeah. Your yeah. relationship, they matter. It's a, it's a hard it's a hard pill to swallow and to even take inventory of your friendships. Cause like, once you do that, then you feel like the need to take action on it. And it just, it's one of those, like you can't unsee it once you see Mm -hmm. it. And um, I just want to acknowledge how 
complicated that can be for people. And yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll post the links in the show notes for those, those episodes that I had Shasta on talking about friendships. She talks about friendships in personal life and at work is her, is her newest episode that she was on. So, and sometimes yeah. we have relationships, particularly at work or also with our families that we're, we're not completely in control of. Right. You know? Um, and for those, I just want to say, you all have my express permission to keep your head down and your shields up. And just yeah. don't talk to them about you. Talk to them about them. Ask them questions about themselves. Mm-hmm. People love that. And just have somewhere else where you go to get nourished and fed. I love that advice. And and let's end on, on that. Samantha Bennett, thank you so much. And the website, everybody, it will be in the show notes. It's therealsambennett.com. You can grab the the link to uh, download the free uh, seven-day real-life planner, and then also the link to the the actual planner that you can hold in your hands. Anything else that you want to say before we before we close it up to to feel complete? I'm so grateful for your friendship, and I'm so grateful for your voice in the world that you're out there making some noise <laughs> and um, yes. and and really helping. You know, I think the the relationship we have not just with the people we actually know, but the people we invite into our minds, like the podcasts we listen to, you know, there's a thousands and thousands of people out there who are having a relationship with you, Andrea, and you are inspiring them and helping them have a better life. And I think that's beautiful. Thank you for that. I'm going to take that compliment. And I, I am inspired by my listeners that they take the time out of their day yes. to listen to this show and listen to my guests. That's why I'm very picky about who I bring on the show. I only want the best of the best to be able to help them better their lives. And I, I also, I, I thank my listeners at the end of every show, and I may forget here and there, but I thank them for their time because it's it's a finite resource and it's so important. I don't take that for granted. I'm incredibly grateful to, to my guests for that. And so that being said, remember everyone, it's our life's journey to make ourselves better humans and our life's responsibility to make the world a better place. Bye everyone. <laughs>